Welcome to the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast. It's Mark, your host, and I'm joined by K-Town. Hello. And David. David, ho, ho. <laughs> and, and this is the podcast where we explore the history, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the most controversial people, movements, and organizations in our modern world. We'll tell you the story, and then we'll give you our take. And today, we're finally wrapping up our three-part series on the Catholic Church. Fucking finally. I'm so tired of these fucking wafers we eat before every recording. Every episode we have a, well, you know, every episode we yeah. have a little drop of, drop of wine. A little bit and, of blood, a little bit of body. A little bit of the body of Christ, a little bit of the blood of Christ. I brought, you know, the, but, I brought the blood, you brought the body. And then, uh, you know, K-Town brings the sangria. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but we're finally going to wrap it up. This is the this is the epic conclusion. It's where actually we... for Loco. <laughs> and, and what a conclusion, man. Like, this has been, like, this has been months in the making. This has been such like I I've kind of tightened my idea of what the Catholic Church is after doing all this. This is just this is wild, man. This is it. This and, is this is this is today. Yeah. And now I finally know what the Catholic Church is. David's <laughs> converted to Catholicism. I am a Catholic now. <laughs> but we're going to bring it all up to speed. We're going to bring it all up to date from where we left off. But before we do that, we got to tell you to follow us on all of our socials on the Facebook at the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast, uh, where you can reach out to us, tell us anything, anything about the episode, anything you want to hear us talk about on the Instagram at Good Times Killing Us podcast, no spaces, and on the Twitter at Good underscore Times underscore Dead. K-Town, you got some news in the Twitter land, right? Didn't you, uh, did, you just got back on because you told us you were banned last time, right? So yeah, got I, got a, I got a timeout for uh, tweeting uh, pictures of the newly elected fascist Prime Minister of Italy. I was, Italy. Yeah, I was I was uh, spamming pictures of her upside down uh, to her Twitter because that's how Mussolini famously was executed. He was hung upside down from a, a bridge with his mistress. So you know, just a just a polite reminder of that's what happens to fascists, dude. Know? But she's not like actually a fascist. She just is yeah, in she's, the she's just in the party that came from fascism, and she said good things about Benito Mussolini. Yeah, yeah dude, she's come a on. Girl boss. She wants to get rid of. Gays and Muslims and yeah, well, yeah, sure, sure. Check the sure. Twitter if you want some of that type of content. Yeah, yeah basically, know, yeah. I'm unhinged on there. <laughs> <laughs> and and please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, five stars only, please. And if you leave us a review, we'll read it right here on the cast. Alrighty, y'all. So, you know, this is the third part. We usually don't come in with a segment before the last part of this. But I do think, like, because we're going to be getting into so much of the, quote-unquote, age of exploration and colonization, which is, like, so intrinsically connected to the Catholic Church's history, we're y'all coming out with your, like, knowledge of, like, the whole colonization thing that happened for, like, 400 years. Did you know it was Catholics? Like, what, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think somewhere I knew that, but not like uh, intrinsically, I, you know. You know, I, I knew a lot about it because I was really big into history growing up. But um, actually, funnily enough, like I learned a lot about like their like missionary work through video games. Um, a lot of weird Japanese games I used to play had a lot of like uh, Catholic priests in it. Anime Show Three, uh, Dawn of Souls, oh. uh, Kessen, um, One, Two, and Three, um. Dynasty Warrior, not well. I'm sorry. Um, 
Samurai like, Warriors. Do you just like fight Catholic priests? No, well, in Animusha Three: uh, Dawn of Souls, yeah, I didn't play um, Animusha. You got, 3. you got to, you got to be a Catholic priest that oh. um, absorbed an oni and had super muscular arms. So you just walked around as this little nerdy Catholic priest who was in a bowler hat with jacked. glasses, but he just had jacked arms. So like he was frail and small, but he had these just giant like you just fucking arms. yo, and you just beat the fuck out of demons, bro. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, for me, usually when I thought of colonization, I mostly only think of North America just because, like, I live in the United States. That's mostly, like, what I know of. But uh, I always obviously knew that, like, a lot more of the world had been colonized and it wasn't just from England. Like, usually we think of England as a colonizing country, but, like, this is not really as much going to be about England in this episode, at least for most of it. Yeah, we're getting worldly on this. We're, we're going to, so, so... To go forward and, you know, where we left off with the Catholic Church, we're going to have to jump back a little bit. Yeah, because the whole uh, imperialism and colonization that happened over the next 400 years happened over 400 years. So, like, this is this might have began before where we left off in our last episode, but it's really a bigger part of this next episode yeah, story. Yeah, leads into where we're kind of jumping back in. So, uh, throw us back in then, Payne. All right, Professor let's, Payne. Let's get on into it, y'all. So, shortly before Martin Luther had ignited the Protestant Reformation throughout the Christian world, the Catholic monarchs joined with the Spanish King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella to launch the Spanish Inquisition in, in 1478. And while the original intention was to weed out, quote-unquote, heretics among Jewish people and Muslims throughout Spain, it resulted in the mass forced conversion and expulsion of anyone that was not Catholic. So Bella and Ferdy were just trying to clean it up out there. They're just trying to like let's let's get everybody else on this shit and kind of like you know get all the riffraff out of. It out was of the kind area. of like a, a by my understanding, it almost seems like a make Spain great again sort of thing. Yeah, because Spain was like a much more diverse country than a lot of other places in Europe. They're like build that wall. Let's make it a little less diverse out here. Yeah. So prior to the Inquisition, Spain was an incredibly religiously diverse country, and they were particularly notable for the amount of Muslims in the country due to the Strait of Gibraltar, which is the slimmest sea border between Europe and Africa. So yeah, like there's a lot of people from Africa coming through, unlike anywhere else in Europe, for example. Yeah. Got a tight little straight for people to kind of travel down and bring their religions that we don't vibe with in Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's basically, it was just a crackdown on that. That's all it really was. Uh, so during the Inquisition, while some Jews were able to escape persecution, if they were extra low key about it, Muslims were often easily, uh, more easily identified. And they were like, I mean, all of them were just constantly persecuted. Like, point is, Catholics were not having anybody in this area. This was basically Walt Disney's, like, dream. <laughs> this is a, probably a lot of people's dream right now in America, honestly. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, parallels or straight up tie-ins to stuff that we were talking on on the uh, worst torture techniques episode because a lot of those torture techniques were used during the Spanish Inquisition. Dude, I actually forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, but yeah true. <laughs> so this is what they were doing. This was what Bella and Ferdy uh, kind of uh, decided was the vibe with the Pope. Like, this is all Catholic shit, dude. So, Fuck you. And what's crazy is even Catholic converts were persecuted based on how far back the lineages were. So even if you were Catholic, they were like, oh, you haven't been Catholic long, long enough. enough like, Yo, even to bring this back to another episode, what else you got? the whole arc after of the movies we watched of Berserk is basically the Inqu uh, Spanish Inquisition. Uh. Like, the church does their whole Inquisition thing. Dude, I won't lie. I didn't really know much about the Spanish Inquisition until doing this episode. Like, I always knew about it, but... Yeah, I knew it happened, yeah. but... Yeah. But so, I mean... It's a Monty Python joke there. 
Dude, it, it was bad. So, yeah. like, Jewish and Muslim converts known as conversos and, Moni- and moriscos, respectively, were effectively put on the lowest level of a social case system, often being relegated to ghettos uh, while also just being just generally persecuted for the religion and, honestly, I mean, their race as well. Well, yeah. it, it even made, like, some, like, cop shit, like, because, like, if the Inquisition was coming, like, to your territory or, like, your neighborhood... Like they would be like, "Hey, you got like three months to like get the fuck get the fuck here. out of here before yeah. we go." So like people would like start preemptively like telling on their neighbors so like they would look better. Like even if they were devout Catholics, they would still be like, "Well, I saw him fucking like dump the garbage on Sunday." And, yeah. Like, nah, fuck him. Like just to get a little just to get a little up ahead. so like someone else couldn't do that to you. So like it was just like people snitching. Nah, yeah, it's like it's like uh, McCarthyism basically. Yeah. Like people just being like, I mean, yeah, it's some 1984 shit basically. Like I I would not usually do this terrible thing, but because of the, the conditions of the world right now, I am more likely to be an asshole. But yeah, what's crazy about this is like, there was a straight up like caste system in this society because like, uh, even if you were Catholic, you still weren't on the same level. Like yeah, everything was predetermined. Been, yeah. Yeah. Your family just converted like a generation or two ago. You weren't there when, uh, Oh, you still got your great grandmother's hijab. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro. You yeah. Out. Yeah. Really? Though, yeah. <laughs> like, Which so- is wild, dude. And, and to get into shit, we're going to get into later. Like, because, like, I mean, nowadays, Jewish people are considered, like, an ethnic group. And, obviously, these uh, a lot of the Muslim people were from Africa. So, like, this is really not only just, like, a religious caste system. It's a but racial it, thing, too. It's totally a racial caste system mm-hmm. in Spain. Um, so, it's estimated that during the dominant years of the Inquisition between the 14th and 15th centuries, roughly 32,000 people were executed, and the Inquisition wasn't formally abolished until the 1800s. Oh, that's crazy. So Just a lot of 400 years that, of fucking shit up. Of that Spanish donkey from that ancient... Basically, <laughs> yeah, dude. Episode. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess only the first, like, uh, 100 years were, like, really brutal, but, like, yeah, it wasn't until, like, the 1800s that they were like, yeah... We're gonna lay off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. on that terrible shit. Uh, so during the early years of the Inquisition, King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella had been visited by an Italian merchant named... Christopher Columbus. Boo! I've heard of him, I think. (laughs) So, uh, his lofty goal of obtaining funding to find a new trade route to Asia had been rejected by the Portuguese, English, and French, so... You know, he was like, hey, can y'all hook me up? They were next in line. They were actually his fourth choice, which I think is kind of interesting, too. He got all the way down to that last. Like, he's like, okay, okay, Ferdy and Bella. Okay, how am I going to spin this? Uh, (laughs) So, in the late 1400s, people knew that the world was round. However, Europeans didn't know that there was anything between Europe and Asia on the west side. So, you got to say. So, they were a little smarter than they are today. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) They were smarter than your average bear. Come on. They knew the world was round. They can't say that for 2022. At least that. They just didn't know. They just thought, I mean, that's wild. They just thought Asia was there. <laughs> they were like, oh, it's round, so yeah, that's got to be over there. Uh, so while Columbus was rejected by other monarchies due to the ridiculously risky idea of finding a new way to Asia by going the exact opposite direction, the Spanish monarchy was high enough on the success of their Inquisition to fund the potential suicide mission. And money to burn. How much money do you think it really cost? To fund, like... Because, like, uh, you didn't have to pay them if they didn't come back. So, like, you only had to, like, front up half the pay. The first the first half, right? Because, like, if the they, ships, if they you know? fail, like... It's me... hard. I don't have any real, like, you know... I don't have any way to... Yeah, but, like, what's, to, like, to what's like four... Sh- like, well, there was, like, what? Five ships? Six ships? What was it? The... I don't really... I don't I used, I used the to remember... Nina, the, I used the to remember the name. The Santa Maria. Yeah, so three. So, like, how much is three boats? Like, you're a whole country, you... Three boats ain't shit. Dude, speaking of which, this episode is, like, is about to come out before Columbus Day, which is actually kind of a 
inappropriate, but like it is wild. Like I remember learning a lot of bullshit about every specific little dumb detail yeah, about yeah. Columbus when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like this dude was revered. fucking propaganda, bro. He was practically like Jesus. To yo, the yo, whole, like, to go to go off on a tangent just for a second. Yo, fuck Columbus. <laughs> Fuck Christopher Columbus. Fuck, fuck imperialism. Fuck, fuck all that shit. Bro, bro. I'm clutching my fucking pearls. Yeah. What are you talking about? Fuck Columbus. <laughs> I'm all it's, about all that it's shit. It's anti-Italian bro. discrimination. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, when Columbus went west, he ended up stumbling into the American Bahamas because that is, as we know, what's between Europe and Asia, and he narrowly avoided Southern Florida. Yo. So, shouts out to Columbus. Uh, thanks to his genocide and you know horribleness. We got the USA, baby. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's, yeah. the, that's, that's the whole. Yeah, that's, that's, the that, that's literally the shtick. <laughs> we, we got America, baby. The Fuck whole. the Indians. We got this shit. Look at us now. That's why we, that's why we grew up dapping up Columbus our whole lives. <laughs> like literally, Basically, yeah. It's wild that I was always told like, well, he didn't actually land in America, and then like when you look at it, it's like, I mean, he was. He was right by Florida. He's pretty fucking close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah give the man that. Come on. <laughs> give the man that. Uh, so well, there's obviously much to be said about Columbus's human rights abuses that we will probably cover in the future. The important thing to know is that Columbus was the first European to find the Americas since the Vikings, and this led to the mass colonization of the Americas, particularly for majority Catholic countries like Spain and Portugal, colonizing South America, Mexico, and some of North America. <laughs> So, the colonization of the Americas also helped launch the transatlantic slave trade, which was spearheaded by the Portuguese, who captured and moved human slaves from mostly Africa to not only Europe, but also to North and South America, where they were forced to help build settlements as well as plant and harvest crops that were used as trade goods back in Europe. So, I was going to make a joke about, like, hey, that's how, like, we got African Americans over here. <laughs> but then I was like, that God. wouldn't land well. <laughs> but you just said it anyway. Well, I so. said it out loud, like... No, you said it. <laughs> I don't... Th like, I was trying to find find humor in it but there's no humor in it yeah this is the worst thing ever. that's like, that's the, the if if you guys are really concerned with how info burden these catholic episodes are there's only so much we can joke about the horrible genocide and slavery and imp false imprisonment of people over a thousand years we're really trying here yeah guys. we're digging out the humor I, <laughs> i'm really trying here guys Dude, it's only 500 years. <laughs> it, fe it feels like a thousand. It does, Shit. it does. Um, throughout the Americas, Catholic doctrine paved the way for the mass forced conversion of indigenous Americans and African slaves due to their quote-unquote heathen, non-Christian religious beliefs. So the Catholic Church was all about this shit. Yeah, they're just like, y'all believe in different shit, you guys are savages. Yeah, like when they saw, when they heard about, oh, this trade, this slave trade, they weren't like, oh, this is an outrage. They were just like... That's well, a bunch more Finally, savages. we can force people to <laughs> yeah, read yeah. this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally. Uh, but they don't have a choice, then. They'll have to convert. Yeah, so while many were converted, uh, many more died off due to warfare against the Europeans, as well as the diseases that the Europeans spread both unintentionally and eventually totally intentionally. So that you, we talked about this on yeah. the Thanksgiving episode. They was dirty. Yeah, they, they were doing them they dirty. They literally were dirty They kind of wiped out the land. Of they the were just coming over people. there shitting their asses and just spreading pollocks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bad, you know, they didn't have hygiene and they brought their diseases. And then after a while, they were like, well... This worked really well. Yeah, it, it was well. I mean, it was considered sinful to take a bath. Send over a scabby Joe. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get naked. I don't want to see me balls. Lest me become a sinner. Bro, what if like that's wild to think. Like, what if like people back then just went their whole lives without seeing their balls? They didn't see them often. Like, you you did. just there's probably quite. You a just few didn't people. look at it. Like sometimes, like let's be honest, we're all guys here. 
Hey, let's level. Let's Some, level. Sometimes, level sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, you just be looking at your balls. You're well, like, yeah. yeah, you gotta look at. Well, them. yeah. Especially <laughs> at our age, we gotta make sure like there's yeah, a lump, the yeah, lumps, true, the molds. Yeah. You know. Damn, you imagine just waking up one day and there's a mole on your sack. Dude, back back in this time period, you got some moldy balls, yeah, dude. Literal moldy. mold. Literal like Fumunda cheese. Mold. Yeah, Fumunda <laughs> cheese. Yeah. yeah, blue cheese. Like, oh, no, I don't need any dip for my wings. I mean, all the cheeses were under there. Yeah, so like they, they, they spread the disease like unintentionally, and we all know. <laughs> they spread that Parmesan unintentionally. <laughs> but once, the they, once they realized all these people were dying and they kind of connected it to them, then they started putting smallpox blankets on people and shit. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, it was it was gnarly, dude. So within the first 100 years of Columbus's landing in 1492, 90% of the native population Fuck. of all the Americas died. While it's difficult to determine how many were killed intentionally, this is often deservedly considered the largest genocide in human history with a death count of roughly 55 million human beings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But think about how many Christians and cis males are persecuted today. Yeah, so it Jesus doesn't even Christ. stand in comparison, okay, Payne? I mean, it's a lot easier to boost your numbers for your uh, religion when you just kind of clear out the indigenous population, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, they probably weren't going to convert anyway, right? And they wanted to get in that Yeah, land. they didn't speak my fucking language! Yeah. It made it easier to, like, beat them. Because you got to think, I mean, a lot of these, like, uh, these colonizers, you know, they weren't, like, they had, like, better guns. But even in, like, especially in South America, like, they had, like, pretty good technology to fight back in, against yeah. them. And in North America, but they was dying all the time. Like, yeah. even if you're good at war and you Yeah, you, you fight, can't shoot like, a bow and arrow if you got the whooping cough. Yeah. <laughs> so, despite the mass death of the natives in Spanish and Portuguese-controlled South America, the combination of the colonization movement and slave trade resulted in a tremendously racially diverse population, leading to the mixing of Europeans, Africans, and Native Americans. So we getting a real wild mix of people going on in this time period, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, they had yeah. names for all of them. Every specific mix of person had a name. Throughout <laughs> so much time of history, these are all people that have been, like, you know, separate, and so they look different, and now they're all together. I mean, now this is something that's totally normal, but back then, this is the first time you would have seen that. It just happens to be under the absolute worst fucking conditions possible. Yeah, because of all the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because of all the bad things. Uh, so this increasingly racially mixed population led to another Inquisition-style racial and religious caste system, with European Catholics at the top and indigenous and African slaves at the bottom. So again, we got a caste system throughout, throughout South America, all just race. That's putting brown people down at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, like, when you got married, like, you'd have to, like, provide, like, documentation to, like, say, like, what your lineage was, and you could be, like, demoted if you, like... Married someone that well, was like on a lower. You would rank. be demoted. You would be actually like they would do the numbers. They would <laughs> they would cook the numbers yeah. and they'd so be like, okay, the average that this you guys together average out as like a little better than what your wife would have been, but definitely less than what you would have been as like a white European dude. There's yeah. just some guy European. guy with a spoonful of salt and he shoves it in your mouth and if you spit it out, you're like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you swallow it, he's just like, like if you could handle it, he's like, mm, you're, definitely, you're definitely not white. <laughs> Sorry. See, man, this, this shit was real bad. And like, and even for the, like the Europeans that came over, they had the same shit where like, if you weren't Catholic enough, you weren't like, you still weren't even high enough. So like, it was just really complex, really crazy. And apparently like, um, I have heard that, you know, you can still kind of feel the remnants of this in South America. I don't know. I've never been there, but I've, I've heard tell. Yeah. Um, that show Narcos I watch. Mm takes place in uh, Brazil 
the one black guy in Pablo Escobar's gang is named Blackie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, right, right, like right. just the one black guy in his name, and they just call him Blackie. I've heard tell there's definitely <laughs> racial, uh, you know, issues, you know, with different, like, you know, in, in Hispanics with, like, I don't know, like Afro Afro Latinos and like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's definitely something, but I don't know. I can't. It, it's that really. I don't know. It, it's just human nature, I guess, to be on the bottom and trying to find whoever else can be on the bottom. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's you. because they had this strict system yeah. set in place that long ago. It was just like you know, times changed, and and you know, they were kind of. I, I would imagine they moved past this the strictness of the system, but the remnants of it remain. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. grandma was still in the effect. system, and she's helped raise you. So like, you got that shit embedded in you now. Yeah, yeah. and it just keeps going down the line. Your grandma used to call all the darker-skinned uh, Latinos blackies, and so now Oof. I mean, yeah, got a thing uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your head. Um, so while the story of the Catholic Church's collaboration and endorsement with colonization was most prevalent in the Spanish and Portuguese, uh, with the Spanish and Portuguese in South America, Mexico, and Florida, it's also worth knowing that the French Catholics had the most successful colonization in modern-day Canada, particularly Quebec, which banned any non-Catholic European settlers while forced converting the native population and killing those who did not comply. So a little bit of shit happened in North America besides in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. In Canada, we looking at you too. You know, our sites are sending you. We know about that that shit y'all did too. This kind of ties into that a little bit too. Oh, you're talking about the, you're talking about the mass graves at all the schools <laughs> yeah, of indigenous people? Yeah. Literally, you yeah, know. Yeah. That's exactly it. They just, they were, at the, you imagine just being in class and like, you like throw a spitball at the board. And all of a sudden, they're just putting you in the they, body pile. They just kill you. <laughs> they're just they putting just you in the fucking body you. pile. I mean, yeah, essentially, oh. yeah. Uh, and also, over in the East, a Spanish Catholic Jesuit named Francis Javier had moderate success converting locals in India, China, and Japan to Catholicism, though that population was much more hostile towards his and other missionaries' attempts. Plus, it was just they couldn't get his big crews over there, I think, so it was just harder. Gorio yeah. was just pissed. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want Jesus here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes back to our Japan episode. Like, in Japan specifically, they had that whole thing where, like, uh, like there were Japanese people that converted to Catholicism, and the way that, like, the government w- would test them, or the shogunate would, like, test them, is they would put that picture of Mother Mary on the ground. Yeah, they step on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is still wild. Like, that is some... I mean, it's crazy, dude. I mean... But even before that, so, this is why Japan was closed uh, off. This I mean... Is, real quick, this is why Japan was closed off. Oh, they were yeah. like, we don't want y'all spreading that fucking bullshit. Yeah. We'll open slightly for trade, but you have to be in this little fucking spot where we're gonna watch you the yeah. whole fucking time. And there were just some dudes who just, like, snuck in, like... Slap Bibles out of their hands the whole time. Like, yeah, put that shit up. down. Kind of, kind of related to that. I saw this TikTok the other day, and it like opened up uh, like a trauma memory, like memory <laughs> unlocked for me. Uh, unlocked a spicy memory. Yeah, too. and it oh, was like, memory. and it was like this kid, like their mom's like yelling at him, like if a school shooter ever puts a gun to your head and tells you to deny God, let him shoot you. And I was just like, Jesus yo, my mom fuck. said that to me after Columbine. Oh, like, God, oh God, if, if anyone ever puts a gun to your head at school and tells you to deny the Lord, don't do it. You'll go to hell. Hey, guys. Let them kill you. Put the good times of killing this podcast. If a guy puts a gun to your head and tells yeah. you not to kill I just remember like being eight years old just and just saying no. like, like you're oh, good. okay, so I should just die. Listen, it's okay. not worth dying for like superstitious. If, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say though, like guys out there, listeners like if anyone like you know puts a gun to your head and, and wants you to n- deny this podcast don't do it dudes don't if, do it i mean it's, like, that's such know, a wild thing if to you, think about if, if you like if you don't do it we're gonna send the sticker yeah. to your uh to your uh funeral yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you'll get. it's just a wild thing to think about that 
after the funeral, like, like the family leaves and we come in, like, dressed in black and we just, like, solemnly put a sticker on their gravestone. It's like, it's literally like uh, when, like, the, the armed services, like, they fold the flag and hand it to the mother. Like we, we come up and open the sticker packet and hand it to the, the, the mother of the deceased person. He's a good man. And then a t-shirt. We made his t-shirt just yeah. for you. He's a good man. No, we lay that over the casket. But it's, it's kind of wild to think. Cause like, Please if if God is real, he's just that petty. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, straight oh you're a little way. kid, and you said, you said, please don't shoot me. I don't believe in God. You're going to hell. <laughs> like God's just that petty. Straight like, up, no, you real. better put on for your fucking boy. Like, oh, hell no. Like, to the hell end. no. To the end. So, though, uh, please <laughs> like and subscribe, guys. <laughs> so, though uh, Catholic conversion throughout most of uh, uh, throughout most of the East was not widespread, a Portuguese explorer named Ferdinand Magellan, the same guy who circumnavigated the entire globe, uh, that's the whole thing. Uh, he did manage to convert people in the Philippines to Catholicism, and this was really launched off after a hostile takeover by Spain, just you know, around the same time. And the Spanish held the Philippines as a colony until 1898, uh, and the country is still pretty Catholic. Like it is a vast majority Catholic. And their leaders tend to be very, like, notably uh, fundamentalist. Yeah, don't be smoking weed out there. They'll put you in the street and blow your brains out. Yeah, like, being gay is, like, illegal. Yeah. Like, in the Philippines, it's wild. They should have just held out to 99. All this shit would be fine if they held out to 99. Oh, for Limp Biscuit? For the Limp Biscuit <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, sight, 18, never mind. Like, <laughs> they held out to 1899. Like, significant other would have dropped it would have been cool bro yeah so in 1899 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or so, their version of it you know so real quick before we move on with the story of the catholic <laughs> before we move on with the story of the catholic church it's worth remembering 99 was wild across time by the way every century <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's worth remembering that the catholic church was a constant supporter of these global colonization movements throughout the next 400 years due to the ability to spread the religion in addition to the funding that came to the church because the economic boom generated by trade so they was getting good yeah, they were capitalism getting, baby yeah, they were getting money from the slave trade or getting converts at least they're like this works in our favor yeah so also the catholic church was heavily instrumental in the support of the transatlantic slave trade because of the benefits for colonization and they also supported the later colonization of most of africa between the 15th and mid 16th century again justifying how they could spread their religion to new people to save their souls oh they were supportive of trans <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. Never. <laughs> Couldn't be that. Not a single time. Yeah, not once. <laughs> Uh, and today, the largest number of Catholics are still in South America, followed by Europe and third in Africa. Those are the biggest countries. South America is number one. It's still whoa, the most whoa. Catholic. So, like, reading. wait a minute. You're telling me America is, like, number 11 at reading, like, number 22 <laughs> at, at, like, fucking math, and, like, we're not even the top four of Catholicism? Nah, dude, the U.S. is not, not even close. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Boston's so, gotta get those numbers up, dog. <laughs> so, for a quick reminder of just how incredibly significant the influence of Roman Catholicism on South America is even to this very day, remember that the majority of South America still speaks Spanish as a first language, the biggest South American country, Brazil, speaks Portuguese, and the whole of South America, Mexico, and many of the islands in the Caribbean are still often referred to as Latin America. Which is, like, now, after, like, doing this research and finding that out and thinking about that, like, seems so crazy to me. I mean, it makes sense, like, you know, when you when you 
read the receipts basically but i've heard the term latin america so many times in my life and like just knew it as this region and never thought why like it yeah. was called latin america but like this tracks like, i va- you know. i feel like i vaguely have thought about it before like huh that's kind of interesting but then like doing this research and realizing like oh latin america because the roman catholicism yeah. they were spreading like latin languages like yeah, they're, they're la- latino yeah, yeah latino latina <laughs> yeah. i mean latinx I, I don't know what to hey. say about that. <laughs> yeah. none, I mean, none of us are. There, there's know, some people that get really mad about it on Twitter, and then there's some that are like, no, it's inclusive, and they're like, it's not inclusive. That's, for another, that's I'm, for another I'm, time. I'm too white to have an opinion yeah, on it. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm yeah. black, and I can't speak on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a white dude. I don't know. I don't Latin know. friends, hit up the uh, Good Times Are Killing Us Facebook and tell us what you think about this. Or is Latin? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. Shut up. (laughs) All right, I think it's about time for a break. Yeah, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. I know that's a lot to download. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're really going to track back down to where we left off. Yeah, we'll finally pick up where we left off. All right, be right back. And we're back. Hey, guys. (laughs) We're back. It's us. We're back. From the two seconds ago that you stopped hearing our voices. (laughs) So, by this point in our story, which has now been largely concerned with the colonization of the Americas, you might be wondering why we haven't talked much about the colonization of our very own modern United States. The answer to why that is, as well as the transition to the next chapter in the history of the Catholic Church, lies in our favorite nation of blokes and bastards, Jolly Old England. Oh, good Jolly Old England, boys. Guys, guys, I've been thinking recently that it's really inappropriate that we make all these jokes about England. Come off it, Bloody boy, come off it, Come off it, love. (laughs) I just think it's really probably hurtful to a lot of our listeners. They can get right off. Yeah, you can fuck off. The queen's (laughs) fucking dead, you fucking cunts. Fuck off kindly, mates. Fuck off kindly, love. <laughs> so before we get to the land of beans and toast, let's do a quick recap <laughs> of the end of our last episode. So who wants to kind of recap? Like, what did we talk about? it down. Previously, Reformation. previously on the Good Times Are Killing Us uh, podcast. A scholar and monk named Martin Luther. <laughs> no, go on, go on. Boldly criticized the Catholic Church in his 95 thesis on Halloween of 1517. Halloween, mate. Halloween. Go ahead, Mark. Before it was Halloween, but still. It's cooler <laughs> to say Halloween in 1517. And went on to be the first to translate the New Testament in a language other than Latin in just five years later, mate. It was actually German. Yeah, yeah, because Martin Luther was German. Yeah. Thanks to the advancements of the printing press, by this time Martin Luther's written works were able to be mass circulated throughout all of Catholic Europe, mate, which led to the Protestant movement against the Catholic Church called the Protestant Reformation, setting the stage for a whole new host of more localized translations of the Bible, new interpretations of Christianity, and likewise a host of new denominations of Christianity. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, we talked oh, about this. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have to uh, slop on the knob. The Protestant Reformation <laughs> happened. Pretty big deal. And while various new Protestant movements sprung out uh, around Europe, basically like underground punk scenes, the full power of the movement was not realized until King Henry VIII of England took it upon himself to totally dissolve the Pope's authority in England by abdicating from the Catholic Church in 1534. So, 
you said underground punk scenes. Do you think mm. that there was a uh, English uh, version of Gigi Allen during this time? I mean, everyone was Gigi Allen this time. They were just so shitting yeah, their bridges. Yeah. So Gigi like, Allen was just born in the wrong period. He should have... Yeah. He would have been fine out here. Yeah, because, yeah. like, digging a hole to bury your mother in, like, <laughs> probably would have been some normal shit back then. Yeah, and they were just throwing their shit out on the street and stuff, too. So, like, it wasn't it wasn't un, un, unnatural Dude, to smell like shit, been, have a little bit of shit on you. Had yeah. so much fun just literally, like, you know how, like, kids, like, I, 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 I like, lived in the ghetto as a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, we would just put Dawn soap in, like, the gutters, like, when it rained. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he would just swim with in the gag. gutters, like, playing with the poop. Yeah, he would just lay under a window and just let it wash over. Dude, Gigi Allen would have been straight in this time period, dude. There was so much shit yeah. just out in the open back in the day. It stank, yeah. dude. Yeah, he'd have been vibing. <laughs> he stank. So, Henry VIII famously wanted to have a boy so he could have a male hair. However, his wife would not bear him the boy he wanted. So, he worked his way around the Catholic Church's rule against divorce by marrying another woman at the same time to have another child with. God damn it. Yeah, so. Do you guys, do you guys ever feel like Henry VIII because, like, you both have girls? Uh, I mean, I would, I mean, no, because, like, he was, like, really pissed about it, like, you know? Yeah, like, I don't care. And Shirley but... wasn't paying any attention to any of his ki- his girl kids, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Henry VIII was, like, Man, a could wild you, dude. you imagine just being, like, his daughter and just being, like, oh, my mom got executed yesterday because I'm a girl, like... Because you exist? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus right. Yeah, he wanted to have a large boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... May your child be a masculine child. (laughs) And, and, I mean, really, long story short, Henry VIII could not get his first marriage annulled by the Catholic Church, so he launched his own Anglican Church of England, granting the monarchy, meaning himself, the lead role, basically replacing the Pope's authority with himself. So he's trying to get a divorce. Yeah, yeah, this was all because he's trying to get a divorce. He wanted to marry someone else, you know. Uh, he was really hot and bothered, and, I mean, he did want to have a boy. He wanted to have a large boy. Yeah, a large boy. But he was really just trying to fuck. And so, after going through the loops, because he was in, he was in, he was vibing with the Catholic Church. For a while, he, he like, like, wrote a paper about yeah, it. Yeah, he shit. fought against the Protestant Reformation and shit, you know, earlier in his life. But now, when they wouldn't, like, you know, look the other way for him, he was like, well, fuck y'all, you know what Which I'm is wild, because, like, they were just, like, selling fucking indulgences. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I thought this shit he's was like, crooked as like, fuck, I can't, I can't buy a new bitch. <laughs> yeah. like, shit. I thought we were on the level. Like, what's up? And I don't mean the women were bitches, just, like, <laughs> his mindset would have been, like, yeah, a breeding bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah Henry VIII yeah. was a fuckboy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's 100%. He's like, I can't buy a new bitch? Damn! Yeah. Wasn't, that case of, like, wasn't that a case of, like, the artist that, like, drew a picture of, like, this woman? Yeah, he yeah, 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 he was he on. was uh like betrothed to this one chick. Probably like his fourth or fifth one. Yeah, honestly. and so like he had never met her in person, but it was like some like old timey diplomatic shit, like, I'll marry my daughter and I'll give you this fiefdom. Yeah, it was a <laughs> bullshit. Old, yeah, old some, school some old shit. Some calves were involved, I'm sure, and yeah. some sheep. But anyway A lofty dowry. Yeah, so he, he sent mm. this artist because like he didn't have time to like meet her in person he sent this artist to paint a picture of her yeah paint this chick and bring it back so you can see like how hot she was yeah it was like like, it was like the the 16th century equivalent of looking at the pics beforehand and like and like this artist artist was extremely talented drew the fuck out of this woman brought it back henry the eighth was like fuck yes he drew it bad as hell yes my boy henry was like I do. Yeah. There was a lot of <laughs> you know lot saying? of friction friction made on those hands that day. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot of hand rubbing. And uh, when Henry they finally met her in person, um, she won't bad. She won't bad. <laughs> but funnily enough, like he didn't execute her. He had like no. killed like 
three or four people at that women at that time, like for being like not what he wanted. <laughs> and like she convinced him to like, what if we were just friends? Like, let's just get divorced and like yeah, I'll be your bro. I'll just set you. And aside. like they say, he did kill the guy who uh, yeah. Yeah, arranged yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. marriage. So like just she, for getting she, that pick, she yeah. just, it's like killing someone yeah. because of the angles on their MySpace <laughs> pick. She became good friends with him for like uh, a long time, but like yeah, the yeah everyone else fucking suffered in that but yeah henry was a fuck boy he yeah, literally 100%. fell in love with a pick and was like nah yeah he ended up going on to have six wives two of them were beheaded um which is also wild the only his exes were beheaded so like i know that maybe that was the first historical catfish <laughs> like literally <laughs> like yeah um and he did eventually have a son king edward the sixth oh he didn't even name him henry what a bitch yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, I don't really know what the naming conventions are for this motherfucker. He was he was probably like, man, like I can't wish this life on another heir. <laughs> so while Henry VIII's breakaway from the Catholic Church was messy to say the least, it's incredibly significant because it was the first Protestant church in Europe to be the official religion of a whole country, which validated the entire Protestant Reformation's power throughout all of Europe. So he boosted the Reformation. Yo, yeah, yeah. Straight up though, but like, if I was Henry VIII, I would have had at least eight wives, dog. I would not have stopped at six. I would have gone to eight. Just you think he thought it. about that at some point? He was like, like he was probably like, like, he was like, gonna yeah. clean eight, right? He was like, yo, yeah. what if I was on some real goblin shit right now? I just went to eight. <laughs> Maybe the eight takes on a whole new meaning, baby. There it is. But yeah, I mean, that shit's wild. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, like, a lot of the shit we're going to talk about is, like, pretty important and, like, pretty positive. But it's wild to think that the Protestant Reformation really got its big up from just a dude being horny. Yeah, just being really horny. Yo, so remember that, guys. Your horniness might change the whole trajectory of modern history. Yeah, exactly. Also, since England was not Catholic anymore, the main threads of the story of Catholicism never really made it to the United States, since the original 13 colonies were English and likewise Protestant. Missed the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's why, I mean, there's a lot to say about colonization in the United States. But Damn, if y'all just let my boy it. my boy get divorced, y'all could have had this bag. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. whole Catholic bag. Now you just got fucking Boston. We'd have had mass before this. Yeah. Oh, and, God. And, and there were still plenty of French and Spanish missionaries in the early years of the United States, and there were people that got, obviously, to Boston. Uh, you <laughs> it know. didn't take. Yeah, it, it just didn't really take. And when you think about it, there's only been two Catholic U.S. presidents, John F. Kennedy and branded himself Joe Biden. <laughs> <Brandon>. Fuck, <laughs> fucking liberals. Joe Biden, My man, Brandon. We're vibing with Biden, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the, dark, dark, hold on. Dark Brandon has been at work. Like, the queen is dead, okay? <laughs> Dark, Dark Brandon. Brandon has been putting in the fucking hours. Think he killed her? Dark yes! Brandon. Oh, dude, I love that. Yeah, and also, while, while we're talking about John F. Kennedy, we should also probably mention, I mean, we're not going to talk about this much more, but, like, Ireland stayed Catholic, though. Ten toes down. They stayed true. Yeah, that was the main thing. Like, when, when Henry VIII was like, no, nah, we Protestant now, Ireland was like, fuck, fuck the English, you. we're going to do whatever y'all aren't doing, we're going to stay Catholic. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. Like, And that's why we got the departed, yeah. baby. Yeah, fuck yeah. those fucking firefighters. I'm so glad we got the departed out of all yeah. that. Out no, of all shut this, up. Like, the troubles. Worth it. Worth like, it. <laughs> that's the butterfly effect is just like getting to the departed. Like, thank fucking God. Thank God. My <laughs> life would be shit if it wasn't yeah. for the departed. Who would I be were not for that movie. So between the new Anglican church 
and the spread of Protestantism throughout uh, the European Renaissance, the ensuing historical period that began the, in the late 1600s, known as the Age of Enlightenment, was largely defined by its resistance specifically against the Catholic Church, with philosophers and scientists in England and France in particular paving the way towards important world-changing advancements. They're so, like, bitch, two plus two is four. Yeah, yeah, this is the full pendulum swinging after fucking hundreds of years of Catholicism and colonialism. People were like... Yo, fuck that. Like, you know, that shit don't vibe. And actually, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, straight <laughs> up. So, we're just going to kind of run through some shit. This is all shit that we are all totally used to, that we take for granted, that all happened right around this time, and that were specifically antagonistic towards Christianity, or at least Catholicism. So, we got your boy Rene Descartes, who's considered the father of modern philosophy, who coined the idea of rationalism, which is a method of understanding the world based on reason and observable phenomenon rather than faith. He's like, hey, y'all, what if we didn't just take what some dude in a shiny, ornate gown is saying, and we just thought about it for, like, one second? <laughs> if we just, like, took a second to think about this shit and reason it out and uh, rationalize with our brains? The Irish are like, just like, but look at his gown! <laughs> it's a beautiful gown! It's covered in jewels, mate! It's covered in bloody jewels! <laughs> that was what I was looking for, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> bloody jewels! It's covered in bloody jewels! Well, yeah, my my, boots. my only interaction with Irish culture has been like flocking all year, like, <laughs> fucking Dropkick Murphys. Dude, I, I went to Ireland. Or oh. OV. Oh yeah, dude, I remember when you came back from Ireland. Oh dear God, that's dude. why I'm drinking Guinness yeah. right now. Pain, pain, <laughs> pain came back from Ireland and literally was just like we went out drinking like the night he came back and he was like, "Let's go to 14 bars and I'm gonna ask every single bar if they have a Guinness." Well, it was and like I one like even we went to an Irish pub and they. I didn't have fucking that was Guinness. Wild. And you were so fucking pissed. That's why we went to so many different bars. <laughs> you were like, like, what the fuck? I need a Guinness! We went on tour after that and literally tried to drink Guinness everywhere we went, but like literally I still drink Guinness to this day yeah. because of that tour. So, moral, like, moral of the story is, you know, just because we had an Irish drink right there doesn't mean we we ain't fucking went to Irish. Yeah, yeah. Your boy drinks Guinness regularly, guys. <laughs> the Irish are just like, that's that's it. This white claw has like an arm pissed pit aftertaste for some reason Did I just someone, wanted, someone uh, might have put it in his armpit though. yeah I just probably. want to put it out there yeah. damn uh, and also thanks to rationalism there was also a, ri uh, a rise in a philosophy known as deism or really more of a theological sort of belief system so deism refers to like when people believe in God but not necessarily any religious dogma so they're like something controls this but I'm not like Christian I don't believe that a dude was impregnated by God and died and came back to life. It's kind of a one foot in, one foot so out. So it's kind of almost like agnostic almost? I mean, I would say. Like there's not enough, like, there's not enough data. As close as you could get to agnostic back in this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, there was a clockwork, uh, clockworker theory you were telling me about the other day. Yeah, like, it's, the, like, it's the whole, like, allegory of, like, God was, like, a brilliant clockmaker. He made this extremely complex balance system, and then he just dipped. And yeah, we yeah. are kind of left with the, the, the structure as it continues to go. Yeah, he probably became a shoemaker or something. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, You think God's <laughs> doing all right now in the, yeah. in the fucking... I hope, dude, in this economy, I hope. <laughs> Inflation's got the God. <laughs> Shit, shit. I can't afford these licenses for more people in the heaven. Like, we need a new gate and we can't even fucking afford it. That's, that's why I'm to COVID. He couldn't pay his, uh, fucking, yeah, COVID couldn't pay his bills yeah, all the time. So, like, that's the bill collector. <laughs> shit. I need some more lights. Yeah. So, here's a couple other major events uh, has direct repercussion of basically the Protestant Reformation. A British deist named Mary Wollstonecraft wrote A Vindication of the Rights of Women, which is largely considered the most fundamental book in the history of Western feminism, rejecting ancient biblical ideas of women's 
Israel's second-class citizen. So big ups. Yeah, Yo, like, thanks, hey. thanks, Mary. Because of you, we have Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, sisters are doing it for themselves out here, yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah thanks to you, the new Matrix movie is woke. <laughs> thanks. People complaining about a vindication yeah. of the rights of women. There was a fucking blue-haired women in this one. Oh, you tell me women should get educated? Should yeah. be able to go to school? Pants? <laughs> on a woman? <laughs> uh, and also, the U.S. founding fathers were mostly deists that uh, read from philosophers like John Locke, leading to their establishment of democracy in the United States rather than being led by a king, queen, or pope that was claiming to be directly connected to God. So again, pretty big deal, still the longest lasting democracy uh currently in the world so yeah we got that going up for us yeah, basically people were moving away from the idea of like god or an unfallible pope basically they're yeah. like look uh using our brains and reasoning like a lot of this shit doesn't make sense and maybe there's other ways that the world works so you know there's other things yeah and also, if the fact that most of our founding fathers were slave owners leaves a bad taste in your mouth, it's also interesting to consider that it was Protestants, and specifically England and France, that saw the beginning of the European abolitionist movements against slavery. So yeah, these countries were hard, were hugely involved with starting it, but they're also the first to kind of try to end it because of those Protestants, baby. Hey, first in, first out, you know? Yeah, except, <laughs> except thing with France, though, uh, Napoleon eventually reinstalled the French Catholic Church and squashed the abolitionist movement. So Napoleon, also, you know, he made Catholicism big at the same time as he made slavery come back. Yo, fuck Napoleon. A, a classic man. <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> you, man yo, you, you remember that song? I'm a classic man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That song sucked, dude. What? That shit banged, <laughs> nah, bro. It was fine. Nah, bro. Not, not when you're talking about Napoleon. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought so. <laughs> and, and moving on, slavery was eventually uh, abolished in Europe and later in the U.S. due in large part to ab the abolitionist movement in the United States being launched by black freedmen and white Quakers. Again, a Protestant religious uh, uh, denomination. So Mark. Protestants, anti-slaves. Yeah. You, you got anything to say about Quakers? Uh, solid. You know. Oh, didn't you have a, a joke about oats? Yeah. Come on, get on yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great oats. Hold on, guys, guys. K-Town, let's... Go ahead. Uh, the Quakers, man, you know, great oats. You know what I'm saying? Great Cyril, you know? Cyril? <laughs> That's some great Cyril. Got some pretty good Cyril. And uh, grits, I'm sure, too, you know? So. Nothing Nothing else you want to talk about? They also helped free oh, yeah, the slaves. Oh, yeah, slavery, the slavery thing was a big up, you know? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this earlier, and I, I warned you before the cast. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say uh, cracker. What? What? I specifically. Mark, I know you hang out with us. We've been boys for like 12 years. <laughs> Sorry for the I consider R. you a brother. You can say it. Cracker. Thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. Cracker. No hard R. Yo, the Quakers were some pretty chill crackers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly, out. yeah, in history. Hey, yeah. my boy can say it. I gave him a pass. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no one, uh, actually, uh, the you, worst people you will care. get banned yeah. off of Twitch now really? for saying cracker. Hassan yeah, uh, got banned Piker for got like bad, uh, yeah. two weeks. Holy shit. Yo, so good segue. Speaking of Hassan Piker, this is a good one to go into. So uh, also, in 1848, <laughs> Karl Marx published the Communist Manifesto, which speaks for itself. But it's important to know, I mean, this was obviously a huge movement. 
And it also came just years after he famously referred to religion as, quote, the opium of the masses. Bars. Yeah, Right dude. after those bars. Then he came up with the man. So he dropped those bars, the opiate of the masses. Yeah. And then he dropped a whole fucking mixtape. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking the Communist Manifesto. Yeah. Karl yeah. Marx was killing yeah. it. Opium of the masses was just a really dope EP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the streets on fire with that one. And then they were all waiting for the fucking mixtape. Yeah, he was like, sit down, be humble. Yeah, when I tried to look up where he said, basically. When I when I tried to read where Opium of the Masses came from, it was just like a review of someone else. It was just some philosopher shit, some peer review type shit. Uh, and also, in 1859, a scientist named Charles Darwin wrote on the origin of species, which introduced this theory of natural selection, challenging the church's idea that people were created in God's image. We are just apes, baby. Yeah, because like we got a boy that got crooked nipples, and I know God ain't got crooked nipples. Dude, God so, ain't do that. With deism and Darwin and fucking... Uh, Karl Marx with this opium and the masses thing, like, the Catholic Church has got to be feeling, like, the heat. Yeah. Like, they yeah. got to be like, okay, they're coming for yeah. our fucking next, it's, right? it's round. It's round 12 of 15. Yeah. They're bleeding. Their eye, they, they're, they're, the guy in the corner just cut their eye open with the box cutter. They're getting washed they're up. They're getting washed up. <laughs> and they also looking kind of silly right now. They're like, bro, yeah. what are you still doing here? Still yeah. in this fight. What are you doing? They so pooped their pants. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, basically, yeah. Through reason, yeah, we what, know. Do you, do you think that? Do you think that stops a boxing match? Like, if like a guy shits his pants in the corner, it's gotta have happened like once. Like, right? I'm sure, like Mike Tyson, I'm sure made somebody shit their pants at one point. Punch you so hard, you shit your ass. Like, like <laughs> does that? Does that? Does that end the match? Like, if you, I'd say so. Yeah. Should, yeah. If someone should, punches you yeah. in the gut and you shit, you shit and fart your pants. Well, well, you have to take that out. Like, that's why famously, like UFC fighters don't eat like Taco so Bell before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before. You can either just be like, you could either have just lost a match or have always been the guy that won with his ass covered in yeah, shit. Yeah. Like. Who I mean, fought through the or shit. losing with your ass covered in shit. That's, yeah, that's I mean, I feel like, shame. yeah, true, true. We I gotta, guess. we gotta look that up after this. If anyone yeah. shit themselves in a professional boxing match, yeah, we'll sidebar for that. Yeah. So, so to summarize, <laughs> by the middle 19th century, Europe and the United States had seen radical shifts, introducing rationalism, feminism, modernism, secularism, and liberalism. The worst things. Bullshit! Bullshit! <laughs> bullshit! Bullshit! And bullshit! The worst things to the Catholic Church. Uh, and yeah, this largely changed the role of the, of the church in the West. And in 1869, the first Vatican Council was called to respond to these changes to make updated stances on various Catholic doctrines. So after like a thousand years, they're like, "All right, we yeah, gotta like, switch it enough. up." Enough. Yeah, just now we gotta switch it up. Basically, <laughs> come off it. So like, some of right. these, some of these are kind People of people aren't buying this shit anymore. Can we figure this out? So this first main doctrine update, like this new, this first one that dropped, was like. A little extra to read. I had to really think about it for a second. But, again, reason just dropped, like, a little while ago. <laughs> reason and rationalism just dropped. So keep yeah, that in yeah. mind, guys. They had just become classics by this point. Uh, so, yeah, the first doctrine was the doctrine of De Filius, which admits that reason is a necessary component of being a true Catholic. However, reason works in conjunction with faith since God is the creator of all things which science and reason are based around. They're like, okay, okay, okay. Fine, reason and rationalism, but <laughs> but God God gave us reason exactly. and rationalism, Whoa. so it's fair game. Magnets are real, <laughs> yeah. but God invented them. You know, <laughs> so you got to think about that. Yeah, which is just wild to think that they had to be like, okay, okay, thinking, okay, fine. maybe fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
so the second main updated doctrine of the Catholic Church, which, was, which wasn't really an update as much as it was just like a reassertion, was the infallibility of the Pope. The Pope can do no wrong. Uh, which was mostly just meant to cement statements from the Pope uh, 15 years earlier, where he formally proclaimed the Immaculate Conception of Jesus from Mary to be Catholic doctrine. There's a lot of people who are like, I don't know about that. And yeah, he was I mean, like, no. We've been reasoning and rationalizing, and that shit don't make sense. They're like, no, no, no. Um, that still makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. We're, the Pope is still infallible. He can't be wrong. So he's a uh, top dog number one. That still stands. Hey, Immaculate per, uh, Conception and Jesus had a hog. And Jesus said a hog. That's still true, guys. That's still canon. <laughs> All right? So just doubling down on that. So many people right now are just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is so wild to me because I feel like what was really going on at the time is like people are kind of like looking sliders at the Catholic Church like, bro... Are you still on that shit? And they were like, Yes. Yup. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, like, still, I'm basically God. And, yeah, like, I believe that somehow a lady birthed a child just because. They're like, it would be too much to undo that now. So, yeah. you know. And, and I, I think this is like, I don't really know where the real beginning of of this started but like you know a lot of people know catholicism as a religion where mary is like a big fucking deal yeah so yeah. i think this is just kind of like them being like no and we are really like the they dudes, just doubled down on it yeah, yeah they like we're about on mary they're like put put all our stock into mary because that's the wildest part of the story yeah and basically. it all falls apart if uh if that's not true so you uh, gotta believe that <laughs> jesus that god <laughs> fucked mary if yeah. you don't then fuck you they're like, this whole thing falls uh, completely apart. All the wheels come off if we don't uh, get that part locked in. So, yeah, go ahead and jot that down. <laughs> so, I mean, and again, these motherfuckers were just looking silly. People are just like, are you for real? All right, fine. Uh, but motherfuckers knew that shit was changing. And a lot of philosophers and artists commented on this on this massive shift into a world that was becoming re less religious. But uh, most notably, a German philosopher named Friedrich Nietzsche put it in the most possible, or the most... These Germans are coming for the Catholic Church next. Yeah, what, I wonder what Martin they're going to do after all this shit. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, not so good a few years later. But, like, uh, your boy Friedrich Nietzsche put it in the most edgy way possible when he infamously claimed, God is dead. God remains dead. And we have killed him. Yeah, and that was in the late 1800s, just after the Second uh, Council. What did he write that in? What book was it? In? Oh yeah, it was in a book called The Gay Science. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> nah, bro, go nah, back. You, you gay I, now? Yo, I ain't reading that. <laughs> gay no, science, it, bro. It couldn't be me. <laughs> I'm so homophobic. Couldn't be the gay science. Yeah, I could have read the joyful pursuit what? of knowledge and understanding. Yeah. So again, it's literally just an, an acronym. Gay? You know gay like happy but it would be funny yeah you know funny. gay like they're happy you know because they're living their true selves yeah it would be funny if it was just the gay sign yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean <laughs> anyway that, we're gonna it. take a break we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. We're back. So while the First Vatican Council further cemented the religion's doctrine, it was also a bell toll for the official end of the Catholic Church as the most powerful political and spiritual force in all of Europe. 
though it still enjoyed a massive legacy throughout Latin America, Africa, and the Philippines, even as many of the former colonies of those countries began to declare their independence throughout the late 19th and into the 20th century. Hey, all good things got to come to an end, you know what I'm saying? Like, they I had guess. a good run. They had a, good, they had a great so run. So long and good night. That's a wrap, baby. That's what Gerard Way was singing about. But now we're in the 20th century, baby. We move the liberation on. of Latin America and <laughs> yeah, Africa. Exactly it. Hell yeah. If you want it to mean that, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? So, someone's like, you know what, I needed it to mean that, um, actually. Actually, it's about his dead grandma. <laughs> okay, true. It's, it is very specific, actually. What's about, like, <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so, all right, y'all. So we're in the 20th century, baby. we getting, we close. We're in the 20th century now. This is mod, the modern world of the Catholic Church. Yeah, dude, 20th century fucks. Yeah, yeah. So during World War One, the Catholics took on a more peaceful approach, trying to mediate between opposing countries, providing safety to victims, and helping to reunite families. Pussies! <laughs> They were doing the good thing. They yeah. Were, you know. They were finally acting Jesus-like. I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> finally. Uh, and Pope Benedict the Fifteenth had constantly appealed for peace between nations several times, but he was just ignored every time. Yeah, shut They're the like, fuck uh, up. <laughs> this beef for the play This is the big bro. one. We ain't shutting it down. Shit. <laughs> this shit for the play out. And also, specifically... <laughs> I mean, a lot of these, a lot of like these countries were specifically very anti-religion because they were like, "No, we're in charge now," you know. So like that was also a thing. They were like, "No, we're not listening to you." Well, that's <laughs> why they were fighting. They needed Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. You know? So during the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, Communist Party members persecuted Christians and other Catholics, resulting in executions of clerics and clergy alike, as well as the closure and destruction of churches and church memorabilia throughout Russia. Yeah, hold up. Bolshevik Revolution. Do you guys ever remember that uh, Five Goes uh, West or? Uh, it sounds familiar. What's right? that? What's that movie with the the cartoon mouse and like his? I think, yeah, Five Goes West. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like the the original one where his family comes from Russia to uh, America. Um, there's a scene where the the Bolsheviks are attacking the village, and like killing all the Jews. Damn. And like there's Bolshevik cats. Killing Ooh. the the Jewish rats and like his family's the Jewish rats that go what? to America. Dude, yeah. Dude, that could be wild. <laughs> so like the Bolsheviks are like riding in on horses with the hats, like killing people in the village, and then the cats come in with the hats. The dude, cats are on the going same after shit. the mice. Dude, shout out to our first episode, dude. If there can be Nazi furries, there could be Bolshevik cats. There's Bolshevik yeah. cats. Yeah. Talk. So, so also these things exist in the same universe, our universe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like literally our universe. So, bullshit. Also, in 1926, Mexico began the Cristero War in response to the Calles Law, which finally declared the separation of church and state, leading to violence and rejection against Catholic influence throughout the country. So we're pushing back against Catholicism in these little little pockets again. Especially in Mexico. Me yeah. Mexico had a whole war about this shit. Like, it was actually just after the uh, uh, Mexican War of Independence, too. So it was kind of like off the coattails of that. It was like, all right, yeah. like... And the the horse you rode in on the Catholic shit has yeah, also got. You can to go. take them with you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that Sublime songs like in pro Santeria. Yeah, pro Catholic. <laughs> I ain't got no Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. You heard it. He's here. like he's like I'm fucking Catholic. I ain't got this Mexican shit. Yeah, okay? yeah. I got I ain't got all the trappings of yeah. that fucking heathen religion. Yeah, you heard it here. From I'm Bradley, a devout Catholic. Bradley Noel, racist. <laughs> 
devout Catholic and racist. Was he de- was he Catholic? I didn't know I, that. I, that, that. That was it was just a joke. Yeah, he was probably not <laughs> Catholic. He was like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, he probably wasn't Catholic. No. He was probably yeah. At least he didn't. He wasn't. I don't think he was racist. I mean, either. it's hard no, to lock in. He was just in, singing about STDs. We just know he didn't practice Santa. Yeah, yeah, my boy. That's did the not, only thing we know. He for did a not have a crystal ball. He's yeah. a little bit of a douchebag, probably though. Oh yeah, have you fucking listen to Sublime? Fucking. Oh, God, that whole genre of people. Hey, I fuck with Sublime. Yeah, I used to like Sublime. I still like Sublime. Yeah, I used to like Sublime when I was 14, and then I hit 16 and got a job, and I was like, look at these fucks. <laughs> so, I'm over here working for a fucking living, and they're just listening to Sublime. So, also during this time, during the Spanish Civil War, the Catholic hierarchy sided with the Spanish Franco dictatorship because of alleged violence committed against the church from the opposing Popular Front, which was a politically left-wing alliance. So, like, the Catholics are, like, trying to get peace, but they're also kind of also siding with people that are, like, on their side. They're like, yeah, let's let's make peace. So, like, let's let's back Darth Vader because <laughs> yeah. he'll bring he'll bring balance to the galaxy. We'll side with the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah for peace. Yeah, like, for we don't, peace. It's like we don't fuck with Hitler because they're Nazis. We fuck with the Spanish uh, equivalent because they're Catholic. Like that's pretty pretty much what it was. In fact, uh, I mean, this is actually a little bit before World War II, but uh, the Spanish Franco dictatorship also, interestingly enough, later on tried to side with the Nazis in 1940, Oof. but it just they yeah, they were making denied, plans like, to like open up the southern border for like Germany to invade up through that. Yeah, it would have been really bad. Hey, tough look for the Francos, you know what I'm saying? James and his brother and them. <laughs> that was them. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Franco's Italian restaurant? <laughs> yeah. An Ocean View classic. Uh, so by World War II, the Catholic hierarchy condemned the Nazis because of the persecution against Catholics and their ideology of racial superiority. Oh, they did that right. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, oh, we don't fuck with the Nazis. They did not fuck with the Nazis. And while Pope Pius uh, maintained Vatican neutrality during the war, opting to offer aid, he did share intelligence with the Allies, apparently, to assist in defeating Hitler. He was like, I ain't going to kill him, but... I'm going to snitch in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, and also, Catholic priests were notably involved in the rescue of Jewish people in countries newly occupied by the German Nazis, with estimates that they rescued between 700,000 to uh, 8,600 thousand people you had a you had a chingler's list joke you want i I was gonna say if you listen to our last episode this is when maddie would have gone into a rant about schindler's list so hey was was schindler catholic he might have been one of the dudes that did uh, this. I don't, he mm. was German. Uh, I don't know if there was a lot of German Catholic. Catholic. I don't know, Catholic, yeah. yeah. Probably Catholic. I though. just know if he had sold one more car. Well, point is, <laughs> point is, there were there were Catholic people that were really doing silence during this. You know, they were they were. I mean, can, can you cut that out like that? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. No, that stays. It. That stays, brother. <laughs> so it wasn't all bad, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot like when we were talking about the uh, the Crusades when those Germans again were like killing a bunch of Jewish people throughout Europe, and again, Catholic these peace. fucking Germans, man, like <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Yeah, man, but Catholic Catholics were always helping out the Jewish people. At so, least. yo, shouts out to Catholics in this one very specific moment. <laughs> yeah, before you know, we got a little more to go through. We got yeah. some more things to score, but you know, before with the, this being the last episode, before we wrap things up, you know, maybe just put it a pin in some of these good things that Catholicism did over the years, over its thousand and a half year history yeah we got to give a little bit i mean i feel like we've been shitting on the catholic church for a long time now it is worth saying a few very positive things because after the next note 
you're not going to want to hear any positive shit because so, you're going to be utterly appalled. But yeah, after after six and a half hours of just pure Catholic bashing, <laughs> let's let's do a little five minute <laughs> segment yeah. about what they did right. We got <laughs> we got a good five minute uh, five minute bump of us. I got I got shit. five minutes for him. We got All five. Right. Go ahead, Payne. So here you go. Mm-hmm. In general, despite the massive role that the Catholic Church had throughout its history with violence against Muslims. Jews, indigenous Americans, other Christians, and anybody else who they could deem as heretics, as well as their participation in the colonization <laughs> and slavery movements, their participation in many of the conflicts during the first half of the 20th century. Hey, this is supposed to be the good things, right? <laughs> literally, literally the, the first two minutes of the five-minute segment is just like, despite them being pieces of shit, yeah. here's a few things. God damn. So despite all that, in the first half of the 20th century, they were largely humanitarian, providing aid and promoting peace establishing uh, hospitals and the like. And today, the Catholic Church is the largest non-governmental provider of healthcare services on the planet, with 18,000 clinics, 16,000 elderly and special needs care facilities, and 5,500 hospitals, with most of them located in developing countries. Yo, that to me is like crazy that the Catholic Church is doing that and not just the government, but, you know, good on them. Healthcare is a fucking human right, and we don't have enough of it in the world. Yeah, I mean, and even in the United States, a lot of the origins of our healthcare system came from at least Christians. Like, yeah, you know. I mean, look at look at like how many like just hospitals in the area are like St. Paul's yeah. or like something like that. Like, it's very Catholic. I think that is that is the best legacy of the whole thing is like the contributions they made to healthcare. I think yeah. is they've been doing this shit and that that value of like even having healthcare because really people don't have to give a shit about our problems. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of based around them. Um, all the United States, our shit's kind of fucked, but you know. Uh, so overall, the Catholic Church manages 26% of the world's healthcare facilities, a tradition with roots all the way back to the Middle Ages, where monasteries were communities' central healthcare locations, w- with many Catholic monks and scientists like helping to heal people and even you know developing uh, science or developing medicine that would eventually pave the way for our modern medicine. Yeah. So even back in the day, they were they were. I mean, when they only had like I guess boiled wine to like pour in your wound. They were yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. They were the ones giving you some bullshit, but, you know. They were, but, you know. You know, they, they, they uh, put some bandages on your wounds. You know, you go to the monastery if you want to get healed. That's what it was. They would hook you up with the leeches. Yeah. Uh, so, perhaps the most famous Catholic that provided medical help uh, to those in need was Mother Teresa. Though, it's worth mentioning that her charity was, like, super, super conditional. Like, she's remembered as mm. the great the great one, but if you really look into it, there's, she's kinda... there's, well, one, she was famously homophobic. She wouldn't help yeah. any, uh, homosexuals. Like most all. Catholics. Well, it's a sin, mate. <clears throat> um, <laughs> she also, there are several stories and a lot of them have been corroborated that she was a bit of a sadist. Like <laughs> she would torture people and like do fucked up things to like cause inflict pain on them while they were under her care. She would say that like their pain was like for Jesus, basically. Yeah. It's like their pain was like a, a a mark of like I think she was basically like so obsessed with the Jesus thing that she was like enacting yeah. Jesus's torture on people. Yeah, oh she was God. a piece of shit. And like her, her whole thing, she famously said that like her uh. Her real objective was just to spread Catholicism before it was to heal people. Like, yeah. if someone was like, she would not help you uh, if you if did not convert would... to Catholicism. Right? Yeah, fuck. Basically. Yeah, so she is a nice modern fairy tale, but, like, most fairy tales has a very dark, true story behind it. But it still is worth saying, you know, nonetheless, a lot of people have definitely been healed by the Catholic Church, despite all the bullshit. I think that's worth at least mentioning. 
but yeah, to kind of move on, so by the 1960s, just before the American Civil Rights Movement, Second Wave Feminism, the Sexual Revolution, Counterculture and Anti-War Movements, as well as a generally more modern, less religious, yet more complicated world, the Catholic Church convened its second Vatican Council between 1962 and 1965 to account for even more changes that have happened since their first council about 100 years earlier. Hey, Vatican II, what it do? <laughs> hey, this is the <laughs> So again, this is the exact same shit where it's just like, people are looking like, y'all still here? Y'all st <laughs> you guys are still on this, like, uh, uh, popey bullshit. Yeah. And the Catholic Church, once again, was like, yes. <laughs> yes, but they did loosen up a little bit. Now women can be involved. Women were involved in the council uh, and were given more general involvement in like the church. Hashtag girl boss. So they can, you know, cover up sex crimes. Yeah, priests were actually hey, allowed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> priests were actually allowed to, hey, face the people now. I, just, <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, what, what? the fuck? <laughs> so you no longer yelling. is mass just like a weird prayer where a dude stares at like, you know, the trappings of like Catholicism like a so, cross and stuff so and up until prayers. the 1960s like my priest won't look him in the eye when he was telling me i was going not to hell. at all like, what the not fuck? At all. he was just like like you know bowing at like the cross and like talking to the cross and praying to the cross you said to stare at his ass which yeah, is so wild because back. of like 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 one of the commandments is like false idols and like you're praying to a statue like you're yeah you're preaching yeah. to a literal idol I, I mean, know. yeah, straight fucking up. Fucking religion, man. But, you know, they, they switched that up in the 60s, man. The 60s were wild, you know, fucking, uh, they were letting, like, regular non-clergy lay people into the church and more, like, uh, church uh, functions that they could do. Like, you could hand out the fucking, uh, potato chips at the fucking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the function. I, wish there, I wonder, I wonder if there's ever been, like, just the church, like, it's Sunday morning, you're like, fuck, man, the mice got into the crackers, like... We got ruffles, though. You know, like, you just get ruffles, and, like, yeah, you pass out yeah. ruffles as, the like... The body of Christ. They're, like, you, like, hey, guys, I know it's communion, like, I'm really sorry, uh, the mice... The, the Bolshevik cats chased the, Jewish, <laughs> chased the Jewish mice into the cupboard. They ate the crackers, uh, but we do got these chips. So we're just gonna just this week, just this week. But th guys, these are the these are the this uh, is the body of Christ. These are the ones with the ridges. Though, yeah, you sour might sour cream and cheddar sour cream and onion. <laughs> yeah. they, they might as well just take it all the way and just have like the goblet filled with like dip or something yeah, like yeah, that. Just, just, <laughs> like you know, might as well. Dude, that would be fucking dope. Like you get a you get a dip uh, a chip and a dip. They, I would go to that fucking church, bro. That they'd be like, congregation, these are, we, we, we splurge. That's these some, are the chips that don't break that's on the some, first uh, dip, guys. That's some, yeah. uh, yeah. that, that would have been some. Go ahead and dip into the body of Christ. That would have been some like P-Mike shit. <laughs> that would have been some P-Mike shit, like, trying to be hip for the kids. Let them dip their Yeah, guys, what chips. if we got ruffle chips and dip for communion? Honestly, like, sour cream and onion dip? <laughs> like, you know. That, Hey, what about what, what about French? Up for a what second. about French? I'll fuck with French onion. Yeah, I'll, you yeah, got me them, for a little bit. Honestly. You got me for a minute. Uh, also, another one that I think Until is kind of funny is uh, <laughs> then I'm back to Satan. <laughs> yeah. Also, at the Second Vatican Council, <laughs> Satan doesn't run out of dip. P Mike. <laughs> so they they kept saying this in like all the like videos and documentaries we watched. They would always say that there was more emphasis on technology 
It's like, what you got in the 1960s? In the 60s. You're using a calculator? Like, <laughs> like, they're yeah, like, they're using the calculator to type up all the tithing. They had all... Uh. That means the, 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 like, church, like, secretary, like, had a typewriter now. Yeah, maybe a credit card, maybe. They, like, yeah. it, it cleared. They're like, this is not an instrument of Satan. Yeah. You can use well, it. That, that's probably when they got <laughs> the, bullet, the, bull, the bulletproof uh, Pope-mobile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do we not talk about the Pope-mobile? This whole fucking thing. That, that never came up somehow. Damn. Yeah, that shit looks haggard, honestly. It looks dumb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Francis doesn't use it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't? Uh, no. And also, there was Why? more communication with other Christians and non-Christians alike. So it was like, look, Catholics, we, we gotta be one with the other Christians. We gotta talk to them instead of being acting like we're better than them. So, Even though we are! We'll keep that, you know, in the in our own dining room. So, so. A, lot of, a lot of great stuff, right? Whew. Yeah. That was all really dope. We barely made it through it, but, you know, that was all really good stuff. So, it was a good two seconds. Yeah, so here it is, y'all. We've we've touched upon this, I think, in every episode. This is probably the darkest part of the modern Catholic Church, at least. We gotta talk about the sexual abuses. While there have been many allegations against Catholic clerics' sexual abuse of young children, mostly boys aged 11 through 14, none of them really came to light until the 80s and especially in the 1990s. This is this is the thing, like, for me. Yeah, it's yes, gonna have to be this. Sexual abuse is fucking horrible. No matter what you can say about it, but this to me is like especially heinous because of the like dramatically crazy power dynamic there is yeah. in there. Yeah. Like this is like literally like you're a young boy, you've been raised in this religion that you have to do things right in life to go to heaven or you will die in eternal damnation. And, and the man who teaches you and is the vessel to and God. is the vessel to your ultimate salvation through eternity. You confess through. You have personal relationships. Is with. the one abusing you? Like Jeez. that is just like beyond fucking. Like I can't wrap my yeah. head around like that. I can't empathize with that because it is so beyond like well, my level of understanding of fucked upness. Like, I think that's crazy. I think the part of it, the reason why it was prolonged, is because like it was going unchecked, and because of that reason. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, well, this can't be wrong. I mean, this guy is infallible. I mean, they told me at the first Vatican and Vatican yeah, Two, yeah. like they doubled down. This guy, this has to be just the way. Yeah. And then they do it to someone else, and then they do it to someone else, and like. Well, not even that, but like, how do you like, how do you get? build up the courage to go and be like, hey, to, this, to break this the leader of the community, this leader of, like, this community of religion and, like, the epitome of what we strive to be unto God is actually a monster. Well, apparently you don't for a long time. Yeah, that, yeah. like, it's, you know? it's just fuck, And that's man. the thing, like, throughout the 80s and 90s, that's when I, I guess people first started really kind of coming out, and it was kind of very hush-hush, it was getting covered up a bunch, but most famously... Because it people even outside of the church would be like, oh, no, no, well, we that, yeah, yeah. That, we're not going to come at the church. It's so. the fucking Catholic church. Like, you're, you're probably a small, like, not very well-off child whose family is trying to deal with these allegations, and you have literally the fucking multi-billion dollar fucking business organization that doesn't have to pay taxes and has a hand in everything in the fucking world fighting against you to this, cover this shit up. They thought this they were too big. To, they thought they were too big to fall. Yeah. You know? This can't come back down to taxes, right? That's not what this is it, about. It can right? always I mean, it can. Like, especially, it always can. Like, oh, yeah, especially the with the Catholic Church. They're yeah. above everything. We've They're never, above the government. Have we ever mentioned that they don't pay taxes? Yeah. It's just known, you know. Yeah, like, I guess we should mention that, that, that if you didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. they don't pay taxes. Like, 
in most countries, uh, including we're not United trying States. to roll K Town up anymore. But it, yeah, anyway, you know, th- th- this whole thing, like people, you know, people had an inkling of this in the '80s and '90s, but most famously, a 2002 investigation by the Boston Globe led to widespread coverage of of Catholic sexual abuse in countries across the world, especially in Europe, Australia, Chile, and the United States. So these motherfuckers were looking, talking to everybody. They like they got an inkling, they got a story. Like I saw the movie on this silence. Like yeah. they get like uh, they get a few people, but they're like, look. Like, we're, we can just be another, you know, group just putting this out. We can get squashed out. We have to get a lot we gotta go of all evidence. The way. Yeah, and we they gotta... got it from, like, all over the world. <laughs> and this was, like, a... This was when it popped off. It this, was too big to ignore. <laughs> well, this this is, like, one of two of the, like, the big... Like, this and Watergate are probably, like, the two biggest, like, journalistic stories of, like, broken, the yeah. modern, modern world. Like, yeah, this is sure. fucking huge. Well, this is yeah, massive. For these journalists, uh, you know, uh, like you said, like, there's been pockets of this being talked about for a while, and it had been, like, shut down and simmered down. They really had to really break the fuck out of this story and yeah. go deep to, like, make it make any noise. To give you all of, like, the creepy details. Like, I mean, this, like, this this case found out that they found out about all the cover-ups that had been done, like how the Catholic Church was intentionally covering up uh, uh, allegations of priests that were molesting kids. They were relocating those priests to different yeah. areas so that they could kind of get out of one area, get out of hot water somewhere else. Um, and it basically revealed that, like, there was a network. They were in yeah. cahoots. They were collaborating together to hide this, to allow this to happen, and in some cases probably endorse it you can only imagine if there's this many people doing this it must have been priests who are like having conversations about yeah, it this is definitely uh sharing tips yeah and shit. not yeah. not to not to take away from like the sexual abuse or anything and to go on to another tangent but like i think it's really important to talk about like some of the political things going on in the world right now with journalism and like how you know fake news and like antitrust in journalism has been like this big thing that like trump and the alt-right have pushed into modern society and like people don't trust journalists like this is one of the reasons why this is a prime example of like how important and how impactful and how like and just fundamental it is to human rights and the civility of our world that journalism is and like it's just like people forget this shit and like I mean, you know, I feel like if this should happen now, there'd be like a whole movement of people that were trying to say this yeah, is a lie. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. and that—that's what's fighting against it. That's yeah. what's so scary about the shit today is like, like you said, like if this was to happen now, like it would not be the same. There's massive waves of disinformation that can journalism be spread. Journalism is into misinformation. so like this type of journalism. Just journalism as a whole is like fundamental to freedom, and just like holding people accountable it's vital i mean yeah this shit was important so throughout the first decade of the 2000s a group called the holy see a, which was a jurisdiction of the vatican uh uncovered sexual abuse cases going back up to 50 years with about 3,000 priests so again this was the catholics themselves doing this investigation they found a lot of shit but this was an internal investigation yeah they kept it to themselves by the holy see which yeah, what which a dumb name. which yeah what? well that that's like a uh thing i'm sure there's like probably sounds cooler in latin see the holy see i've like heard that term used before in other things like religious organizations like see i'm sure there's some meaning about it we can go into but it's whatever um to me though like this is still like this is like when there's an internal investigation with like a cop shooting like you're you're still like brothers in christ or whatever like or brothers in law like yeah it's only gonna go so you're investigating yourself like yeah how much wasn't uncovered or how much still was pushed or to the looked side. over yeah. because there's no accountability there. If like you're looking into yourself, you're only going to do so much. 
Yeah. I mean, to give credit where credit is due, they did, you know, uh, uncover cases of 3,000 priests, and uh, Pope John Paul II and Benedict XVI had both had both apologized for the widespread revelations, and oh. they condemned them. Oh, thank God. Thank God. They said sorry? Hey, yeah, hey guys. Bad, guys. Sorry, about, sorry about the molestation. Um, we're, we're the good guys. This is another case where the whole world was looking at the Catholic Church like, are you about to do that shit again? Where you're like, no, I'm... I'm about this, and they were like, "No, no, no, like that." Yeah, we're not about that bullshit. We're not that openly evil. Yeah, <sighs> man, that is just. Yeah, tough. And we still got we still got a little bit more to move us into today. So the newest and current leader of the Catholic Church, Pope Francis, uh, kind of came in on this heat. This is the, he's the guy that came in to this, and he began a crackdown on the quote secrecy rule in the church, which allowed Catholic priests and hierarchy to keep certain secrets from authorities. So that's a big part of it. They didn't have to say shit. Yeah, they didn't have to reveal much of anything because they had this whole like Catholic Church rule where they were they weren't allowed to. Snitch on themselves or snitch on well, the snails. Yeah, it's it, 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 well, it goes like I mean, it's still a thing today. Like if you go and confess your sins to a priest, like that won't hold up in a court of law. Like they can't. Mm. So it's like a thin blue line. I, it's what, just it's just church yeah. shit. They're just it's, like it's no, another, we won't support if I, you. If I if I am a Catholic and I go to my priest and I tell him like, hey, I've been selling meth, and I want to confess my sins, like legally, like. He can't call up the police and be like, "Hey, he told me you sold meth." Like that's not well because he cleared her with Mother Mary and everything. That's no. not that's not able <laughs> to hold up in court. They can't use that as evidence against me. It's yeah. like talking to your lawyer. So under these changes to the rule, the church would no longer endorse or support the ability to remain secretive to outside authorities when it came to allegations specifically of sexual abuse. So it's like, look, if you get accused of sexual abuse, we're not going to support you at all. Uh, yeah, we're not going to relocate you. We're not going to hold it down for you anymore. Yeah. Anymore. So the motherfuckers come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the gigs up, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, you, some people were probably not happy about that, which is gross. <laughs> so they probably dropped out of the clergy. Yeah, honestly. So outside of the context of sexual abuse in the church, Pope Francis has been most known as the most liberal pope in the history of the church, often pushing for climate change reform based on consensus from the scientific community and better treatment of refugees and religious minorities. I think most people know him as being a pretty liberal yeah, pope. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good guy. He's like the pope, but with those like uh, really crudely uh, animated sunglasses on and the yeah, and that's Dr. It. Dre song in the background. Like, that's he's, he's based. <laughs> but look, he's still based, got... Based pope. He's still got... He's still got the gown though baby so yeah. most notably the pope has shown vastly more tolerance towards lgbtq people plus uh, such as when he willingly sat for lunch with 90 prison inmates including several that were gay or transsexual uh saying that quote god does not forget his children um so he knew that these people were here but he never actually mentioned them anything that he said but he yeah. knew he was having communion breaking bread with gay and transsexual people which is a long way to go for like a catholic pope yeah. you know like but it's still like he's like hey god doesn't forget his children but we don't talk about that I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's still, to me, it's just like, yo, you showed basic human decency to people. Like, I'm it's not, a long way. Yeah, it's a long I, way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you points for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. You, you did the most basic shit. You didn't spit on somebody. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, Pope Francis has a pretty complicated attitude towards LGBTQ people, having voiced uh, support for uh, parents of kids saying that like hey you should su you should support your kids and one time when he was asked about gay priests by the press he responded <laughs> this is the exact quote 
Y'all want to read it? <laughs> if they gay priests accept the Lord and have goodwill, who am I to judge them? If they gay accept the Lord. Yeah, if they gay priests, you know, accept the Lord. That is the exact quote I copied and pasted from the internet. If they gay priests accept the Lord. But I mean, yeah, you know, that's a little something. He's like saying like there can be gay priests. However, he has also said rhetoric about the institution of marriage being challenged, and he once compared gender theory, quote-unquote, to genetic manipulation and nuclear war, both of which, quote, don't recognize the order of creation. So we put all those in the same sentence of things that were... Damn, like... what if he just talks... If you love a man, you're just as fucked as a nuclear war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if he just talks like that? He's like, yo, if they gay priests, well, that's fine, but if they transgender, I mean, that's an abomination. It's like nuclear war, though. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, that's like, wild. The, those, just, like all this sounds like Francis Little Wayne talks. lyrics. If they gay, who am I to judge? Like, that's some like Little Wayne lyrics. Again, like the, the lightest, like slightly yeah. non-homophobic thing. But he still be homophobic. He's still yeah. Catholic, you know. Essentially, uh, and, and, I mean, to again, like this to me would be like me meeting Mark's parents for the first time. And, and like, not saying something extremely well, well no, not even it. that, but, like, Mark coming up to me afterwards, and he's like, yo, K-Town, thank you so much for just not knocking the fuck out of my mom. <laughs> that was really yeah, decent. For not being 100% Thanks for not punching shit. my mom out. That's really decent of you. And I'm like, yeah, the, you're welcome. The bare minimum. Like, the bare minimum. I didn't punch your mom. Like, everyone yeah. just gives me a round of applause when they leave the room. Like, K-Town, man, great hey, job, man. Hey, you ain't gonna punch my mom, though, Yo, bro, bro. You ain't gonna punch my mom, <laughs> So, also moving along a little bit, you know, even though we talked earlier about how in the United States, uh, Catholicism, Catholicism does not have that big of an influence, uh, most recently, uh, they wielded their power through the U.S. Supreme Court, which actually consists of seven out of nine justices that are all Catholic, and all but one of them were appointed by Republican presidents. Most recently, this conservative Catholic majority court overturned Roe v. Wade, which formally gave protections to women across the country looking for access to abortion. So this is where it hits to the most recent shit. Like, it, if you didn't know, that was Catholics that did that. Yeah, and, like, we're not a Catholic country. Yeah, like, this is despite the fact that only 23% of our population is Catholic. And, like, you were saying, like, I remember we were talking about this, you were like, and most Catholics aren't even... Aren't even devout. Like, or, like, only half in. Like, I'm Catholic, yeah. I I actually, I used to work with a Catholic, and I'm still friends with her on Facebook and, like, talk to her from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's cool. Apparently, there's even a lot of Catholics that are, like, leaning towards not being, like, homophobic anymore. Well, like, her thing is, like, she's completely for gay marriage. She's for, like, whatever, like, doing whatever you, she's supportive of trans rights. Like, she, her thing is, is, like, she loves the Lord and, like, she loves going to church and, like, loving her fellow Catholic, man. Like, so, she was yeah. raised Catholic, but she's not, she's not homophobic. She's not transphobic. She believes in uh, freedom of choice, like when it comes, like she's pro-choice. Like sounds Protestant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, she still goes through the the whole like church thing because like that's how she was raised. But she's, in my eyes, like a decent human being. Like she's not a piece of shit. Yeah, I feel like a lot of American <clears throat> Catholics. It's almost it's sort of like how people that are Jewish are, where it's like it's something that like you are. Like yeah, I was raised Catholic. It's a part of me. It's a part of like where I come from. But I'm not personally really religious. But like I her, still like claim her, it. Like her boy Ronnie. Yeah, oh, Ronnie's yeah. got tattoos. Catholic tattoos? No, he's, Ronnie's he's, Jewish. He's oh, Jewish. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's, a, that's very big no-no for Jewish yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, obviously that is different. Jewish people are, are like, that's an ethnicity. Catholicism is not. But still, a lot of people, you know. Well, he's he's religious Jew, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, like. 
so yeah, the, the point is that like 23% of our nation is Catholic and not even that whole percent is even about this. A lot of Catholics did not support this. Um, although it is more worth mentioning that 30 to 35% of Americans are evangelical Christians, meaning that they're like born again and they have like a lot of the same fundamentalist beliefs about abortion as Catholics. So even though that Supreme Court is mostly Catholic, they're basically still repping for the evangelicals. They just don't have any Supreme Court justices and, yet. And the thing about the evangelicals is that like that 30 to 35 is a hard 30 to 35 yeah. as opposed to the... 20% of Catholics who are like maybe half one foot in one foot out and they're specifically very politically that, motivated that 30 yeah. to 35 are all showing up to every single yes. election that is happening yeah yes. they're all voting so they do get that when when they can get it if if, if, if uh, the Supreme Court dies when uh, it's convenient for you you get most of the Supreme Court that's how it works yeah so there it is. We've brought it up to right now. We've to brought the, it up to today. To the local news. Or know? not the local news, but the, you know, the national news. news. Recent yeah, news. yeah, the recent national news. So uh, there it is, guys, with everything all on the table. Three episodes, six hours or so of uh, information out here for you. We're here. We three kings are going to lay it down. We're going to pass judgment now. Now we're passing the judgment now. We're the Holy Roman Emperors now. We're, we're, we're actually the Holy See. We're, we're, <laughs> we're investigating these motherfuckers and calling them out. And we're going to put it on blast. So, Catholic Cath Church. Catholicism, you arrive to us after uh, your humble roots uh, from a, a man in the desert moving to being the most powerful force in the world that endures so much bad but has also done a fair amount of good. You dare step to the Good Times and Killing Us podcast. Hold on. They started with three kings, and they're ending with three kings. Hey, there we go. There we go. I like that. Well put. So we're here to ask, are the good times killing us with the Catholic Church? I will kick it off. You know, I didn't know a whole lot about you, Catholic Church. I didn't know a whole lot. You know, starting this episode, I've learned quite a bit. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm right about where I was before we did this research still. Like, you know, I just have a little more details now. Um... Religion as a whole, I think that people, like, you know, it's their right to believe whatever they want to believe, you know. But the Catholic Church has had, like, a whole history, maybe, like, the longest history of being oppressive as fuck. Like, literally some of the things in our world today are be the way they are because of Catholicism, colonialism, related to Catholicism, and, like, a lot of fuck shit in between, um... I don't, like, you know, like I said, I think, like, it's your right to believe whatever you want to believe and however, but I do think, like, the Catholic Church as a whole has, for the most part, not been great, you know? Mm. You know, and they've had to be checked several times throughout their history to just stay in line of, like, not fucking people over, you know? Like, as far as, like, the indulgences and as far as, like, you know, the slave trade, as far as just, like, fucking rationalism and reasoning and stuff you know having to incorporate that because they couldn't just pull the wool over people anymore you yeah, know yeah. what i'm saying it's not like me to just call it to generalize and call like you know on a whole thing that i usually lay light but i'm gonna fucking say yeah man catholicism's killing us dude Damn. like it's not been a good thing historically you know and um I think that's why that's why like there's been so many veins that it's broken out to for people to kind of <coughs> believe basically the same thing but not subscribe to like I guess whatever the Catholic Church is about now which yeah. is basically the same thing it's always been about damn uh, I'm yeah so I'm gonna say good times to cultus on Catholic Church uh, sorry 
Um. Alrighty, so I'll get my take next. Like, uh, you know, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely, and I think that really is just that's the story here. This is a story of power gone awry. There is a uh, a humble man from the desert a long time ago. Probably wasn't actually the son of God. Probably was just a really great guy, a wise person. And somehow, you know, his message was so inspiring that it did. I think it did help a lot of people. I think in the long run, there's a lot of benefits to Christian morality. And because of the Catholic Church, those things have proliferated throughout time. That those essential messages of Jesus were able to spread uh, throughout everything. And even though I'm not Catholic, I definitely realize how I am influenced by the ideas of what was probably a very great man. But when that greatness got so popular that it could be turned into a system of power, once it crossed the line and became not just a spirituality, a sort of uh, relationship with yourself and the universe, and when it became a system of control, a system of political power, because of your boy Constantine, really, uh, it is just, it's been all of the, the trappings of power gone awry have been endemic to the Catholic Church since that happened. Uh, I mean, yes, the religion was spread, but by, but by that point, it wasn't about that anymore. It was about, you're either Catholic or fuck you. It's and even power. then, and even then, I think when you can sell indulgences, we can be, you can kill people to go to heaven. Like the idea that like, you can somehow get out of this. You can cheat it. Right. It was no longer, they got lost in the sauce a long time ago, a long time ago. you know, colonization. They, they were basically the fuel of the fire that was colonization. It might've happened were it not for the Catholic church, but they were still heavily involved in it. Um, and I think when you, even when you fast forward to today, again, there's a lot of great things to be said about the establishment of hospitals, their contributions to the medical field, which I think is honestly the greatest legacy of the Catholic church specifically. Yeah. I think Christianity, I think I can separate the Catholic church from Christianity. And I think Christianity is greater than that, but the Catholic church, they at least have that. But man, when you take it down to like, what it is right now in the material reality of like my life uh, and the world around me as it is right now, like what the Catholic church is right now, the child molestation thing is just one of the most terrible, like you can't get past that. And I've never been able to get past that. Knowing about that, there's just no, you, you can't still really be about this shit. Like I think if someone is Catholic because it's their, their tradition and their family, I think that's one thing. Um, I, I can kind of empathize, I can definitely empathize with that, but like you have to realize how much of a bastardization this church has become of what could otherwise be an incredibly wholesome and powerful system of spirituality. And when you take it to today with the amount of uh, power that they have, specifically in the United States, being able to overturn Roe versus Wade most recently, that's a major infringement on people's human rights. Um, so yeah, uh, straight up, the Catholic Church is killing us, baby. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand years of research in, I still feel basically the same way. The I felt same before. as we started. Yeah, just got more details. Real quick before K Town goes, I just wanted to say it's like when you're saying, you know, a theology based on like one dude. It's it's just like it's it's bound to go awry. It's like it's maybe a silly correlation, but let's say Slipknot. You know, Slipknot's like <laughs> a pretty good band. Like most people like you know most metalheads like Slipknot on some form or not. And you know, one day. In the histories, we were like, yeah, that was a great band. But if some whole, like, kind of, like, cultish religion started about Slipknot, <laughs> yeah. that became this powerful entity. Like, Slipknot wasn't that great that of a band. That killed people. Like, yeah. like, you know, like... Oh, you're talking about jugglers. <laughs> 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 they, didn't kill many, they didn't kill many people. <laughs> uh, we 
hey, basically, we can't let Juggalos get power. So yeah, Juggalos got to, gotta, we got to keep them in check. <laughs> yeah, Juggalos are specifically Protestant, baby. <laughs> no. They're not even really Christian, actually. Oh, excuse me, have you... We listen to it. They're not Die unveiling. They're, they're basically deists. The Juggalos found God. Kinda, kinda we deist. found God. Yeah. They're really Come deists. On. They're not even Christian. Deist vibes. What you, would you, would you got to say, though? K-Town. K-Town. <sighs> Catholic Church, man. I was raised Christian. I, to my core, despite how much I've tried to move away from religion and my just like aversion to all things religion, I still am fundamentally my morals and the way I view and respect other people and try to treat and live my life are based on foundations of the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus, whether you believe he was a person or not or whatever, that book, his teachings were about loving your fellow man doing right, treating people well, and living a good life. And the Catholic Church, to me, is everything opposite of that. They took these beautiful, wonderful, pure teachings and used them to corrupt the entire world, gain money and power for their own selfish selfish greed and want. I love shellfish, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and killed millions, persecuted millions. Like, despite what everyone says now, like Christians being persecuted and all this bullshit in the fucking media, like historically, Christians have committed genocide in the name of this church, have killed millions, have done horrible, heinous shit all through power. And the Catholic Church, like Payne said, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the thing that pisses me off the most about the Catholic Church is like their their foundations are through the teaching of Jesus Christ. So to me, it's like you literally know better. You know that this is wrong. You have this understanding. You study and have this knowledge of this word of this pure fucking individual who loved everyone. And his whole thing was, you know, treat your fellow man great and like love him as love them as you love me. And they're they corrupt that like that that is heinous i think it's more wrong for someone to be evil that knows and chooses to be evil they have the power and ability and the knowledge to not be that way they have chosen for the past 500 years to be absolute fucking dog shit and they don't pay taxes they don't contribute <laughs> to society like like honestly like the fact that churches can have a fucking 5 million dollar cathedral but, like, they can't pay their fair share, so, like, someone who's just under the fucking line can't get health care? Like, it's fucking bullshit. The Pope's, dri- like, living in a fucking, like, driving a fucking pimp mobile that's, like, fucking $4 million and, like, bulletproof. Like, that's bullshit, man. No, Pope Francis like, lives in the guest house. Gold, gold fucking plated <laughs> fucking tithing plates to collect money for a, a being that doesn't exist, maybe. You know? It's just, it's just all fucking bullshit. It's all fucking show. And... They they they're not doing anything good. Like I I respect Christianity. I think Catholic Catholicism is like Christianity at its core is great. And I th- like Payne was saying like it's really helped the world have like good morals and like shaped a lot of things. But so is so is Islam. So is Judaism. So is a lot of religions. There's a lot of religions that have done great and really helped 
shape the foundation of what the world should be. But Catholicism is the de, de facto like representation of corruption and greed in this world. And it, they're, they're like leading into taking away women's rights right now in our country. They raped and molested children and covered it up for years and then didn't do anything about it until it was brought on a national level. Well, then they said, sorry. And then, yeah, they said, sorry. Like, like fuck this shit, man. Like this is not what Jesus set out for. Like this is everything he preached against. He was throwing the fucking carts in the, the church and the stalls and against all this shit, man. And they just like, they took the word, made it into a thing that gave them power, corrupted it. And just, they just really took something beautiful and like amazing and just completely fucked it. And like for that, like the world's a worse place because of them, like straight up Catholicism, like ruined a lot of lives and a lot of shit in this world. And like, fuck it, man. Like it's killing us. Like they, they are evil in my eyes. Damn. Damn. There and I is. think that might be the most solid. The world is a worse place because of this thing. Like, like yeah. literally, the world, the world is, would be better off without the Catholic Church. Straight up. Well, there it is, you guys. Uh, no real shockers there, I don't think. I think this is a unanimous vote. Still a heavy take, though. Yeah, some heavy takes. It's a depressing take, man. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah, man. I mean, this is what an epic fucking. I mean, this has been our first three part episode, y'all. We did yeah. uh, what we did Japan. We did Hunter S. Thompson. I think we had one more. Nick Cage. Sci- oh, Nick Cage. Scientology. Scientology yeah. Disney. We put more time into this than Scientology. Or Disney. Or Disney. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and Scientology never like Scientology fucking sucks, but like. It hasn't it kill people on like a massive scale. Like well, the it Catholic hasn't had Church. the opportunity yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably see yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but man, yeah, this has been what a what a journey, y'all. I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot. I have a more uh, sort of precise understanding of this thing I thought I didn't like, and now I know better. You know, and that's really what this is all about. Still don't like it. Still don't like it. Not one bit. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, so before we leave. A uh, quick shout out to Spooky October. If yes. you're listening to this, it is Spooky October right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be dropping in the beginning of October. Sorry, this isn't a spooky episode. I mean, it is, but yeah. not in the way that we mean for it to be. Uh, we're wrapping the season up. Season two is coming to an end, guys. Uh, beginning with this Catholic Church Part Three episode, we will only have two more episodes after this uh, coming out in October. Two uh, Halloween episodes, which is our shortest of so far, but we got a lot of stuff going on, you know. Have you have you told? The yeah, I, I haven't mentioned this. Yeah, we're going on a little bit. We, we usually go on a break around this time anyway, uh, so it, it, it ended up kind of working out pretty well. But uh, yeah, I'm having a child in November, just after the end of season two. Um, the beginning of season three might be a little bit, you know, might be a little bit slow when we raising a, ba- a yeah. baby. Might be pushed back. Might not be right at the turn of the year, but we yeah. will be back. You yeah, know we will saying? be back. We we will continue doing this. Uh, but yeah, y'all, we're really excited to have uh, you know to have really. What what my favorite time is of this podcast doing like Spooky October really helps me to get into spooky mode, and I hope that y'all join us on. And this we one. got two bangers of an episode. Really yeah. excited for the kickoff and for the send off. You know, so stay tuned for those. The next one is the combination of my two favorite things. It is spooky. And it's music. I'm so stoked, dude. <laughs> Taking it back to a, 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 sl- a kind of a music episode, you know, not entirely, yep. but definitely going to be a lot of music orientation. So get ready for that. Uh, hold on to your butts. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with that. 
Alrighty, y'all. So thank y'all so much for listening to the Good Times That Are Killing Us podcast. Our intro and ad music are from Dettermine, and our logo was designed by Rusty Painter. You gotta, you gotta use reason, y'all. Like, we're past the time. You can still be moral. You can still be a good person. But you gotta realize, y'all, that ultimately, God is dead. <laughs>